Roach, Roach Coach. Podcast. Hot all day. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you back for another episode of Roach Coach, creating this new metal canon one album at a time. This week, oh, it's very special this week. It's all about... Who's tweeting? Who's tweeting? But also, it's all about who's back. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello, hello, hello. Guess who's back? Back again. It's Jenny's me. back. <laughs> Tell all of your friends. That's exactly right. Uh, Jenny, you're back. You're back on the show this week. And, you know, it's funny is that people were like, you know, people would say to me, you know, hey, you know, is Jenny going to come back for special, you know, anniversary app? Or is she going to come back for corn or Deftones or Limp Bizkit's going to do something? And what it all came down to, Jenny, is you sent me a DM and said, I'm reading this book and it's nuts. And Fred's in it. And we got to talk about this shit. That's absolutely right. I have to say it's nice to be back. I've been doing lots of things with my newfound time, one of which mm-hmm. is reading celebrity memoirs. Uh, I read, and I and I have to tell you, New Metal does come up more than you think. In Paris Hilton's most recent memoir, she mm-hmm. brings up Clown. No shit. Yeah, because he wrote a song on the Repo, the Genetic Opera soundtrack. So... We have, wow. you know, and 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 her her new memoir is getting lots of, lots of good press, lots of buzzy buzzy going on. Wow, and he's in that's, there. So that's that's one I would have never imagined. I would imagine Corey Taylor crossing paths mm-hmm. with her before Clown. Nope, Clown named as Sean Clown Crahan in the book. So Incredible. just saying, like, there's there's lots of times, you know, and I'm usually reading at night. Mm-hmm. a nighttime reader and i often just want to roll over and wake mitchell up and say hey guess what they just mentioned clown in paris hilton's book but i don't think he'd want me to wake him up for that <laughs> all of that said uh this book that i i just finished confessions of a video vixen uh this was released in i think 2005 so it's been available i just have not read it and this is a shake your partner awake kind of book. <laughs> I, my goodness, the, the information that's in this and the information specifically about one Fred Durst is shocking, alarming, amazing. And I felt very compelled to come back just to talk about it. Okay. Is it a case where when you were reading this, you were like, how have we not heard about this information? Absolutely. It was a case where I was like, wait, did we talk about this? And I just forgot because that is, you know, one of the most common things I do is completely forget about anything (laughs) that that has ever happened. Um, But I do not believe we've talked about this. And I just some of it I know that we haven't talked about, but I just I I simply <laughs> I, I simply just I don't know I did I was like I cannot I cannot keep this to myself. It's 
my duty <laughs> to come back late, late at night mm-hmm. and share these passages with, with you both and also all of the all of the listeners. Matt, are you ready to hear some wild shit? You told me about this last week, Lauren. Mm-hmm. And I was like, number one, you said who the book was by. And I was like, who? And then I remembered the game and it wouldn't get far. And I was like, I believe he mentions her in this. <laughs> yes. Uh, Confessions of a Video Vixen is written by Corrine Steffens, a.k.a. Superhead. Um, she is sort of a notorious video vixen, lover of many, mostly mostly hip hop artists, but also Fred Durst and Freddie D. Yeah, Freddy D. I I will just tell you if you are looking for someone to to talk about <laughs> Jaw Rule like he's just this like absolute fuck slab (laughs) this is your book (laughs) the way that she introduces Ja Rule is that she's talking about how she hears this voice on MTV in in the room of her apartment and she just like is describing it as this like sexy irresistible voice and then she says and I turned around and on the screen I saw jaw rule i almost (laughs) threw my book across the room when i read that (laughs) and i was like i get and then she describes the first time she meets him in the first sexual encounter they have and she says like within two seconds he was in my mouth completely his body was convulsing as though it was going to like break in half and i just like i don't know it was one of it's so funny to me Um, so it reads like a harlequin romance novel Yes. On steroids. Absolutely. Personal accounts. I cannot believe she wrote this (laughs) and named names. And I did myself a favor and waited like 13 years to read it or something. No, not that many. I don't know how to add, but it's been a while or maybe it's so when did this book come out? 2005. How long has it been since then? Um, that's like what seventeen years. Yeah, I'm like yeah. thirteen. Not that many. Too few. I don't know. I forgot how to do math since I stopped being here as well. Um, but yeah. Oh, you, oh, oh, you, oh, oh, you stopped knowing math. Well, yeah. actually, you were, you, you waited <laughs> 18, for the 18, you waited for 18. the book to become an adult, <laughs> and then I read yeah. it, and that yeah, this, was right. that was very fair. And I also waited long enough that any time she tried to use a code name, it has since been revealed who the people are, which is like great for me. Um, I I was gonna try to summarize all the Fred Durst stuff, but I'm not I'm not gonna be able to say it. In, in the same way that she is. So this might take a little time. Okay. But I just want to. This is what we're here for. I, this is what we're here for, Jenny. I just I wanna, bought the ticket. Please punch it. Okay. We're going to start with uh, where they meet. So I've already mentioned Ja Rule. That'll let you know who Ja is in this so, in this case. So Ja, she's, has she already been engaged with Ja? That's happened by this they, point? They. I think they have fucked at this point. They're at the bare minimum. She and Ja are like having phone conversations all the time. She talks to people on the phone all the time. I don't, I don't know. I I guess like in 2005, you did that. 
from what I yeah. recall. It's pre-text. Pre-text, you know? yeah. This is when this is when like text was like if you didn't have a good plan, it was like every text was a nickel. That's right. You know? so, Using yeah. up all my characters. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. True. Different time. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see here. While I waited for Ja to head back to Los Angeles, I became friendly with Fred Durst, the lead singer of Limp Biscuit. We met on a clear winter day. The sun was bright. And although the breezes were chilly, the overall temperature was unseasonably warm. I was pulling into the underground parking garage of Interscope Records in Westwood. As I pulled in, he was pulling out. Our eyes met, and I recognized the face but couldn't place it. After hesitating a bit, I kept going. All of a sudden, his SUV stopped. He blared his horn and reversed his car with force. (laughs) We casually introduced ourselves, and he blurted, "'Don't you know who I am?' I responded, um, no, should I? I already loved his cockiness. I'm Fred Durst from Limp Biscuit. I'm the SVP of this company. Who are you going up there to see? I was caught for a moment in the sea that was his eyes, crystal blue piercing through me and making me want him. I could smell the power oozing from his pores, and I was so turned on, I knew I need a shower after this encounter. <laughs> what? I'm going what? to see <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to see my boy, Big Chuck, I sputtered as he cut me off to tell me that he knew Chuck really well and he thought I was beautiful. As he hopped down from his SUV, his physical appearance delighted me. This big man was actually kind of small. He had this swagger about him that commanded attention. We exchanged numbers and I listened intently to every word he said as I watched his lips beckon to me. He said he would be back at the office in a few hours and he would call me then. I remained outwardly calm, but inside I was overwhelmed. I was mesmerized and flattered. Once he sped off, I was alone with my drifting thoughts. Breathing once again, I actually jumped around a bit, which is embarrassing to admit. I agree. I regained my composure and headed up to see Chuck. My time at Interscope offices was brief, but I had hesitated to leave. Like a girl with a high school crush, I thought, what if Fred calls and I can't get to him in time? What if I never see him again? So as the parking garage emptied, I stayed and waited for Fred to call me. Finally, we spoke, but I was too ashamed to mention that I was still outside the garage where we had met three hours prior. I went back to my hotel room exhausted from hoping and pretending, but I was also determined he would not get away from me. Okay, so this is our first meeting. This is our first meeting. How does this strike you? (laughs) Okay, first and foremost. Yeah eye-opening eye-opening his peer like okay i'm gonna say this have you have you seen every episode of a i think you should leave the tim robinson netflix one yes yes you know the episode of honk where if you're horny that's my favorite and one that makes me cry laugh every single time deeply familiar Superhead sounds like the guy in the car. Yes. She yes. she is like, like the horniest ah! person's ever lived. I we're not even like approaching. I mean, yes. I like I am a human. I have been turned on in my life. I don't know I've ever been that turned on in my life. Yeah. Th- by this, an this- encounter? Yeah, this this level, like, she sounds like she could be aroused by, I mean, like, she sounds like she could be aroused by just, like, somebody saying, how are you? And she's being like, 
Oh, I'm gonna need oh, a shower oh, after this. I have I'm need a never shower? thought. I, I mean, this definitely makes me feel like I've got to up my game. I had. Oh my god, it's actually so refreshing to hear you say that because I was like, "Am I okay? I've never <laughs> like I feel like I'm a perfectly normal human that has like the feelings that many humans have, but right. I'm like I've never." in Never. my life this is the no. horniest book i've ever read yeah, the, yeah. The, the, lauren has said horny on the main this, this is beyond this is horny on the billboards like <laughs> this yeah. is you this is horny you can see from space right. this is this is a horny level that this is, is geologically horny this is so nuts i mean it's it's funny though is that though is that there is i have met people and um there's someone i i know in particular who she is someone who her entire vibe is constantly like when she meets people, she's like, Oh, did, did you guys, did I just catch a vibe from that person? Everyone's like, that's our waiter. They have to, they have to be attentive to us. Okay. Like that yep. person, that person's not trying to fuck this table. This table, this, they want to get our order right. So My dad was like well. the king of that where like a waitress yeah. would be nice and be like, yeah, uh, you know, she wants this. It's like, wait, what the? F- what are you talking about? Yeah, so I mean, I've met people who definitely have like read too deeply into something, but it is, I mean, this is. I mean, the other thing is that it's one of those things where it's like we're getting her her angle on it, and it's almost like you you feel like you want to get like the third view, not Fred's view, not her view, but like just this third party view where it's he's literally like, "Hey, good to see you. Yeah, I'm the VP here. I'm in Limp Bizkit." Anyway, see you later. Bye. And she, and you know, <laughs> right. the way she sells is like his eyes, the swimming, the heat. Oh my God. I, I had to sit in the parking lot for three hours and <laughs> waited for, I don't understand why she had to wait there. Like it's a mobile phone, right? I, <laughs> that part, you know, listen, I'm not, I wasn't, I'm not I here wasn't to trying to like make a little map of the time. I was just like, all right, you waited there. None of this makes sense. Now, there, there's another passage I'm going to read. There are two more passages. Right, um, this one, right, I think, go. is going to be a screamer for reasons that you can't <laughs> anticipate. And I certainly oh, no. couldn't. So there's another moment oh. where I almost threw the book across the room. This please don't throw like, the podcast yeah. across the room. Yeah, please. So this sounds like a book that really should also function as like a yo-yo. Like yeah. you have it, so you, you throw it, it and it immediately comes back. I'll tell you, yeah. Nice. It was it was out of my hand as much as it was in it. The shit in this book is amazing. So this is a bit further uh, in, in the book here. This is like, it, it, Fred just kept popping up as a surprise to me. So this is how he arrives to me for the second time as a surprise. Fred Durst and I continued to stay in touch, and soon we had our first official date. We met at P.F. Chang's at the Beverly Center Mall for lunch. And even though we had spoken quite a bit, I was still extremely nervous around him. This motherfucker took her to P.F. Chang's. Oh, what? He took her to P.F. Chang's at the mall. At the mall? She said she had to take a shower after the first time he looked at her. I just am like, oh my God. And then he gave me some sizzling rice poppers. Don't worry. It's going to get even better. How? No. 
PF Chang's? So this do they go? Do they go to Target after this? Like what? Is- the scene is set. They're at PF Chang's. Okay, uh, okay. Back to the passage. I remember feeling like I had to try extra hard to impress him, as if I just wasn't good enough. He was different from the others. He wasn't flashy and flamboyant. He was more laid back and introverted. I never knew what he was thinking and wanted to be sure he had no reason not to like me. We sat and talked and got to know each other more, but something happened at the table that stayed with me. Fred ordered five different entrees just for himself. I was confused, but I didn't want to seem young and inexperienced, so I just watched his movements. He seemed to be the same as me, a bit depressed and lonely, a stranger to love, surging. He opened up to me about himself, and I felt special. Just as his story was getting good, our food was served, my one plate and his five. For the next 45 minutes while we sat there in the booth and discovered each other, I watched him move. He was grand, taking tiny forkfuls from each dish and repeating that move a few times. Then, just as fast, he was done, leaving the majority of the food behind. I was in awe. I had never really wasted food before, and right then I knew that one day I would be able to eat whatever I wanted, however much I wanted, and someone, summon someone to take the plates away. In my inexperienced mind, it was the height of glamour. In my inexperienced mind, it was the height, yes, height of glamour, with all of his tattoos, body piercing, and worn way of dress. Fred had an air of prestige to me. I silently hoped for him to want me. Now, <laughs> there's more to this passage. Um, we gotta stop. Oh my God. <laughs> we need a okay, minute. We need a minute. <laughs> we need a minute. Um, okay. Um, How is this not one... the first thing on his Wikipedia page? <laughs> I mean, this is one of the I... most bizarre. Okay scenes and interpretation like wikipedia.com fred tears we are editing wikipedia editing right now uh five five entrees (laughs) he eats little tiny bites (laughs) from each thing and then leaves them and she's like this guy i can't get enough (laughs) she's like i was watching how he moved it's just like so this this to me is like amazing evidence of like if you want to want somebody you're going to you are yeah anything this is i mean that's the thing is that i feel like that would be somebody else's like hinge bad date that they would tweet about like oh, i wanted to eat with this guy he ordered five things took a little tiny mouse bites and then sent it all back it was the worst i never called yeah. him again and here she's like I was taking notes. Like, what's the note taking? And also weird, though, I love the jump to one day I will also waste food. What? How is that? That's I watched Fred as he thing. ordered the Singapore street noodle, the ginger chicken with broccoli, the sweet and sour chicken, the Mongolian beef, and Cheng's spicy chicken. We started the <laughs> evening with, like, what? And by the way, they're at P.F. Chang's. At the mall. I know, at the mall. (laughs) Not even a freestanding P.F. Chang's. They're at the Beverly Center? They walk past the giant horse 
and she's just like, <laughs> let's fucking let's fucking go. Oh now, my god. I have to imagine this is in LA where I don't know some of the best Chinese American food, Korean, um, you name it food is in the entire country. I got it. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I know a place. I know a, I know a place. I know a place. But also, you kind of got to respect it. I'm taking you know what the, super head to process. Here's the thing I thought of. Something I just thought of right now. What, what year is this? Like 99? 2000? Around there. Okay. This is peak Fred Durst popularity. He is the SVP, to quote him of Interscope Records. He's out with the glamorous Superhead. It, at this point, is she like a known person in the book or is she still basically like a person that, that she's not like a, like people don't know who she is yet? It, that's unclear to me. Okay. But if you're Fred Durst and you want to be seen by the people, do you go to the fancy one restaurant where you have privacy, or do you go to the mall to be seen by the people? Hmm. Well, let's see if we can gain a little bit more about what Fred is thinking from the remainder of this passage. I'll just say not our final passage. Just okay. be aware. After we ate, I accompanied him to the studio to watch him record. He let me read his lyric book. Side note from me, we know that that is a sensitive book for Fred based on yes. our watch. Mm-hmm. Back to the book. He'd written the most hateful words about love and lack thereof. There were pictures he had drawn of people he knew and images which were unrecognizable and disturbing at the same time. Still, I only wanted him more. I wanted to love him, to heal him. I felt he might want the same and perhaps that's why he was sharing so much of himself with me. He took several pictures of me with his digital camera. It was the first time I had seen one. He took close-up pictures of my breasts, which he wanted to put onto his computer for him to admire at his leisure. Crazy as it sounds now, I thought the idea was sexy at the time. That night, I begged, me to, I begged him to take me with him, but he resisted. Instead, he walked me to my car, where I found a $40 parking ticket, which I ripped to pieces before settling into my car for the lonely drive home. But before I made it to the driver's seat, I turned right into a kiss, his kiss. Those few moments were like hours to me. His lips were soft and surprisingly full as I sucked his kiss. (laughs) Please don't make me go, I begged, please. Fred looked right through me with those eyes and said, I have to. I opened my car door slowly, hoping he would change his mind within the eight seconds it took me to sink into my seat. As he looked on, that's exactly what I did. I sank into my seat, closed the door, and through my tears, found my way back to the hotel. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so that is the uh, the end of the second the second passage there. Why does it? I'm sorry. This is a weird detail. Um, why does it take it take her eight <laughs> seconds to sit down in your car? I, there are like some very weird things in this book that lead me to believe that there was not a ghostwriter. Like it was just like it felt very much just like when you like 
someone's like, okay, you're writing, so you got to be specific, be descriptive. Um, you know, it's it, it is it's the classic. It's not just ketchup. It's Heinz or the other brand. Like, right? Be specific. She's like, I know what to do. Took me eight seconds to get into my car. Be eight seconds. Now she did say that she sucked his kiss. Oh, I hate that moment. That's I, honestly that's terrible. A like, real, yeah. that's a real yeah, no, real, no real, go. Real bad. Real bad. I said out loud to myself when I read that. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> I you was know, still like, I know we took a break to talk about the whole like series of events there, but. I didn't have that break when I was reading this by myself. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. And then she cried all the way home. Which is so sad. I that know. That is very sad. Wow. She, she just watched Fred Durst house five different plates of food. <laughs> and then they went to the studio where he was probably recording Chocolate Starfish. Found to put the timeline here, right? And he takes pictures of her boobs. <laughs> That that shit's so oh my god. Oh yeah. She's like, I've never yeah. seen a digital camera before. And he's like, I'm okay, gonna put these cool. on my Take computer. Your top I'd like to admire these at my leisure. <laughs> at my leisure. She's like hot, cute, sexy. I mean <laughs> hey, look. Honk, honk, honk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> me, me, I'm Yes. Okay, so the book goes on. We don't hear about Fred for quite a while. One person that we do hear a lot about is Ice-T in this book. And so we're coming right off the heels of a story where Ice-T is breaking off their relationship because he just got his role on SVU. (laughs) And he's like, I got to move. Sorry. This is done. Ice-T says, goodbye, baby girl. And then we immediately launch into our final passage here. Meanwhile, Fred and I hadn't spoken much after our date, but Chuck insisted that Fred was really into me. So I naively continued to play cat and mouse with him via his voicemail. Once in a while, he would call me back. I wanted him more than ever, but he was elusive. I found myself fantasizing about him day and night. I made up things in my head, and whatever and whenever I did speak to him, I took all of his words to heart, and sometimes even out of context. I wanted to believe that all those sparks I felt when we were together were real, that I didn't imagine them. Then, finally, we got together. My hands shook as I drove to his office, speeding along the 405 freeway. I checked my makeup and popped a few mints. My breathing was heavy, and so were my expectations. Walking down the hallway to his open door, I whispered to myself, relax and breathe. The office was officially closed, so most everyone in the building was gone for the day, with the exception of a few stragglers. As I approached Fred's doorway, I felt a quivering in my knees and thought I would just drop to the floor. His voice saved me. Close the door, he said. His workspace looked mostly like a living room, so I kicked off my shoes and joined him on one of the sofas. We talked for a while, but I really don't remember much of the conversation, because as his lips were moving, all I wanted to do was inch closer to them. I didn't want to talk. We had done enough talking. I wanted my turn on this ride. So while he was mid-sentence, I interrupted by gently biting and then pulling his bottom lip. He grabbed the back of my head and fused our mouths together. (laughs) 
I grabbed onto his flesh and heaved myself across his lap, straddling this wild man. (laughs) Before I I could begin to own this intensity, I was on my knees. I looked at his pierced penis with a sick admiration. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He was what I wanted, and to actually hold him in my hand at that time felt like a privilege. And he was allowing me to finally have him, to taste him. And again, I felt powerful here. I was turned on by the fact that this was a man who so many women wanted, and this man wanted me. On stage, he commanded crowds of people, millions, and at this very moment, I commanded him. It was as if he and I had traded places in the world, and I was important. At that moment... In moments like it, I didn't feel inadequate or mediocre. Make me come and I'll marry you were the only words I remember Fred saying to me. I was so caught up that for a hot minute, I might have even believed him. But before I knew it, my power trip was over. Few words were spoken and I was basically dismissed. Leaving was awkward and plain awful. Reality set in. I'd allowed myself to be seduced by the dream and the wake-up call was harsh and unpleasant. I left Fred's office feeling dejected and even more than that, naive and silly. So there we go. Now, that is not a very nice thing that Fred did there. Yeah, that's tough. Solve it, boys. No, well, <laughs> Welcome yeah. back, me. I don't know how much you've talked me about men old... being shitty since I've been gone, but I thought I'd bring it back. Not enough, did, obviously. Not enough. Well, you know, we did a whole Amur rep. Um, so <laughs> I mean, there we go. Um, wow. Um, that is yeesh. Yeesh, oh, Pete. There's so much say. there that I didn't like. Um, mm, to, yeah. As somebody who has made billions of dick jokes and mm-hmm. pussy jokes, let's mm. let's just yeah. get to it. Yeah. Um, there is something about when it's actually real that makes me go, huh. <laughs> <laughs> because I am a child. <laughs> there, there. Yeah. There's a level to it. It's like people doing it. Gross. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Um, well, you know, yeah. it's like, I don't know. Um, I hear that. And first and foremost, I'm like, I feel bad for her because the way she's describing it is like, it doesn't sound like emotionally she was necessarily in a safe place. No. Like, she was very, very vulnerable in this situation. Full stop. And then Fred's like, you are in this moment with me, and we, I don't know where his head's at besides, I'm going to have sex with this person. Like, I don't know where, tag in, Lauren, what do you got? <laughs> um, I mean, it's it seems like, yeah, he, he took, uh, I mean, let's be frank, I mean, he took advantage of the situation. Because the other thing is that it sounds, I mean, the she's the... She has positioned herself as like the aggressor here. Like she shows up, they're hanging out, they're talking, and then she's like, "Enough of this talking shit." And then she's in there, biting his lip, 
grabbing what was the line grabbing his flesh or something grabbed like that? his flesh mean? and then their mouths fused together their mouths fused their mouths together fused together <laughs> mm. so um, i think that yes like this this whole book is basically like she is telling all of this as like a cautionary tale to like other young women who might be in similar positions at this time she is having like a lot of different ongoing relationships like this. It just seems like she must have been treated with like a different kind of respect or more respect by most of the other men. Because like while she does like come for them, it doesn't seem like it's exactly the same as this. And like part of me started to wonder if it's like, did she share like all the weird details about like, pf changs and stuff because she knew it was like funny or like maybe not i don't know there is like a real like thudding a real thudding ick to this like passage but it is just like what i think is like commonly like known accepted understood about fred durst at this time like that's part of why people hated him so much now did i make a shirt that said leave fred alone yeah did i do that before i read this book yeah now i do a little pf chang shirt but (laughs) (laughs) and you know maybe don't order five entrees pf yeah five entrees i don't know i'm a a five entree man i just uh (laughs) like to pick uh don't give me a lazy susan just put them all on the table and make me reach, please. You know, the first time that Fred Durst got Indian food, he was like, oh, this is my style right here. Okay. This is what I like. All right. Look at all these dips. Okay. Look at all these tiny, oh my tiny little. Oh, yeah. Fred Durst loves a small plate situation. Ooh, like, give him oh. some tapas. <laughs> oh, yeah. He loves it. <laughs> give me tapas and I'll marry you. That's right. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a strange... He wants to take a picture of you tapas with his digital camera. I want to enjoy this tapas to, later. Yes, admire uh, at his leisure. Admire at leisure. leisure. Uh, I just like... Wow. Listen. <laughs> just like this... I mean, we all know this shit happens, right? Like, mm-hmm. it still happens. Whoever you love probably does this shit. So, like, I don't know. That part, like, I don't like it. But I kind of understand that it exists. The five entrees thing I do not understand. And how this how this did not come up unless it did and I forgot. No. We would all remember the five entrees thing. Because that's honestly no way we would forget five entrees. The five entrees thing is honestly the most unexpected part about this. Like her and him (laughs) having like weird, awkward sex, and afterwards her like, Oh, I guess I gotta go, and him being like, Yeah, see you later, and him having a pierced stick, all that stuff is like, but not I'm not blown away. The five entrees of PF Chang's will haunt me forever. (laughs) It's unforgettable. And it really is. It's like, and then her take is, I've never seen a person waste food before. I've watched every move. And it, I uh, studied it. <laughs> yes. It really little, was he like. He took little baby bites. <laughs> little nibbles. He took yeah. his little baby hands. He took little baby bites of all the real big food. And then, and then he stopped eating because there's no human way possible that he could have finished all five plates maybe this is why they call him 
polar bear. <laughs> She's getting ready for winter. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to get those stores of fat going. Also, clearly not a leftovers guy. Because he could also have been like, I didn't finish these. Bag yeah. them up. Box he them up. Exactly. He could have said, like, I order five because I, I, I'll eat these throughout the rest of the week. Which is weird to do on a date. Mm-hmm. But at least, like, I'm very busy. This is going to seem crazy. But I'm going to get five entrees. I'm going to take a little bit of each. Then I'm going to box them up. And I just eat them throughout the week because I can never go out. And I love P.F. Chang's. Like, that's kind of like... Aw, shucks. That's a little endearing. Yeah. Not, I'm going to fucking splash out at P.F. Chang's. <laughs> and I'm going to throw away. I'm gonna, right in front of your face. I'm going to take the stir-fried eggplant and dump it in the trash. I just... P.F. Chang's at a mall. And she's like... Okay, yeah. This book... Uh, true. I mean, like her life story really is like absolutely wild. She went through so, 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 so much. So it like makes sense to me that some of this stuff seems a little glamorous, even if like we mm. might be like, I will say, I think there are no circumstances under which five entrees at P.F. Chang's isn't weird. Me neither. Um, Have you heard that Brooks Whelan joke about Red Lobster? I don't think so. Mm-mm. He tells this joke and he's just like, how old were you when you found out Red Lobster isn't a fancy restaurant? If you're me, it was two months ago. Mm. And he's a gr- and he's a grown man. He's like, he was like, we were in New York City on a bachelor party. And one of the guys jokingly said, let's eat at Red Lobster. And I said, fellas, we are not dressed for it. We're in shorts. And they're all like, ah, uh, yeah, it's, it would be fine. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. But to me, when I was a kid, Red Lobster was a fancy, fancy restaurant. Same. And like slightly remains so. Like. I, I do not <laughs> casually go to Red Lobster. Like it has to be an event. <laughs> And if I were to go and actually have it, I would be like, oh, no. But I'll I'll down those biscuits right now. I'll tell you that. For free. Wow. For free. Hey, okay. That, that, that piece of information cost you nothing. I love a Cheddar Bay Biscuit. I am mm. among the throng that can't get enough Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Well, Matt, is this part of our sellout era now? Are we, are we doing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jenny, we didn't tell you. Uh, seven years in, uh, mm-hmm. we are just anything for money over here. This oh. is a cash grab. Anything? Yeah. Yep. Anything. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's I'm right. To, it's I'm our sellout be, era. I'm sellout ready to era. Fred Durst in a parking yeah, lot. Yeah, I just read Confessions of a Video Fixin. So <laughs> what I think of as anything has changed. <laughs> I'm about to grab some flesh. Are you going to make Jaw Rule explode? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rip that man a ha- in half. Tear, but you know, after all of this, I'm going to go on a strange dating spree with Bill Maher. You know, she she's actually written a lot of books. And as soon as I finish this one, 
I bought another one. So I'll be, I'll read every single one. As she like, I like so many of the celebrity memoirs I read are like, of course, like very kind of, you know, not, not sharing quite so much. Like you might get a little tidbit here and there, but mm-hmm. she did what I, it's like when we are talking about bands and we're like, we need more of X. We need more of Y. I'm like, I need more names. I need more details. I need the dirty deets. And she was like, all right, I did that 20 years ago here. And it's amazing. Amazing. As wow. good as a Cheddar Bay Biscuit. Um, I'm so glad you're in your sellout era. Oh, yeah. This this is oh, yeah. really, we're just capitalizing in it. And if you want to capitalize on your finances, make sure that you get the Capital One card. Capital Ooh, One. What's in your where? wallet? What's in your wallet? Uh, and when you're getting all that money, you can rest easy on a Satva mattress. Satva. Mm. Mm, that's a mattress. Wow. That's right. Wow, and wow. when you're when you're sleeping on your Satva mattress, you're <laughs> definitely going to want to make sure that your home is secure with Simply Safe. Oh, uh, yeah. Simply Safe will make sure that you are safe by monitoring all of the doors and windows of your home. So if someone were to try to get in and say, steal all the food out of your fridge, they're not going to do it. That was simply safe. And if you need to take a shower after looking in somebody's eyes, mm. maybe you need better help. Better help is trained psychological <laughs> assistant. Honestly, if you call better help and you're like, listen, I just made eye contact with Fred Durst and I need to take a shower, they'd be like, I need to call better help for me. <laughs> better help's like the call is coming from inside the better help, <laughs> it's perpetual. Who can I chat with? Because now I've heard that. Who does BetterHelp call when BetterHelp needs help? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I Jenny, don't know. This, this, book, this book was not what I was expecting. Mm-mm. No. I was not, I was not expecting to hear Horny on the Billboard. No. I was not expecting. Like, honest, like, the honesty of it, though, is like what I think saves the day is that mm-hmm. she's just like, this is what happened. We, now, it is obviously her story, but like, I don't doubt anything that she just said, including five entrees and five fucking entrees. I will say, like, it's it is funny that like she says she sank into her seat for eight seconds, and we're like eight seconds. I don't know, but at five entrees, we're like that is true and accurate. <laughs> oh yeah, accurate, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, I want to know from, you know what though? Maybe this is like a weird celeb thing that we just don't know about. And there's somebody who's been like, you know, a waiter for celebs for years who can tell you like, yeah, man, they order like 15 things off the menu. They take a couple baby bites and then they're like, yep, I'll be in the Equalizer 3. And then that's what the meal is. And then they leave and then we just scoop it all up. And the, the the kitchen staff eats it. Our you know? our Maybe. our dear friend works at a at a Hollywood restaurant frequented by celebs, and Ooh. and he'll tell you, Serini, James Serini. That's right, Serini. <laughs> oh, we, oh, we gotta we gotta ask Serini. Is is how uh, many five entree nights has he had? Yeah, man. Is uh is Vin Diesel coming in and ordering just like a fucking spread yeah taking a couple baby bites <laughs> well you know leaving. honestly you, based on vin diesel currently he's not taking baby bites. do you know that, that vin diesel is also in this book 
No, what? <laughs> I swear to God. All right. All right, I thought Jenny. you were teeing Jenny. me up. She's no, in I'm a man te- apart. She's in a man apart. What? She, yeah. All right, Vin Diesel part. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. I need to hear it. Let's do it. Hold on. He, he I've looked find at me. It. He looked at me with those cold dead eyes. No, she said he was and great. muttered family, and I knew that I had to have him. All right, let me see. Oh, oh my God. All right. Oh, now, now things are really ramping up. Plus, a man apart. This is oh, this is prime ego level. Well, I mean, Vin Diesel ego has never gone anywhere, but I mean, like. This is like right around Triple X. Oh boy. Yeah. So right before Chronicles of Riddick. This is going to be. So I'm not going to be able to like get to all of it. But basically, she lands this role. This is like her first big role. She's really excited. The director's like, look, he says, under no circumstances do you ever date or have sex with any of your male co stars. And she's like, totally, totally makes sense. And she says, I took Gary's advice to heart. After all, he did know best. But I have to admit it was impossible at best. I'd been paying close attention to Vin Diesel while on set, secretly listening to everything he said and following him around with my eyes. (laughs) I loved it when he walked past me and hoped he would say something to me, something outside of the work we had to do. But he remained professional. And I remained desirous and then she does go on honk that's that's quite a sentence right there honk, you honk, remain honk, professional honk. and i remained desirous, desirous. that's there right so uh then she this is a little bit later uh he remains professional to a point and then says i continued my slow lazy walk down the beach Busy daydreaming, I passed the production trailer and then Gary's trailer. Without warning, I was grabbed around the waist and scooped into the next trailer. His strong, massive hands grabbed me by the shoulders and pulled me into his handsomely chiseled face. Reminiscent of a scene from Gone with the Wind, he pressed his lips firmly (laughs) against mine. And then as they parted, our tongues touched and they danced. I melted in his mouth as the sun began to set over Zuma Beach. Vin and I were breaking all the rules and falling for each other. I knew that what we were doing was forbidden, but it felt so right and so necessary. I had imagined this scene from the first moment I met him, but never thought it possible. He had been changing his clothes and wore only his pants as his bare chest pressed against mine. I wanted to feel my skin and my soft round breast against his hard, lean muscles. I wanted more than I could have at the moment. What he was giving me was powerful, just the same. There had to have been some sort of silent sexual tension. The entire time we were filming, I secretly fantasized about us making love on the very same beach. I wanted him, but for the first time that I could remember, I was afraid to show it. There must be something to say about the actions and effects of pheromones, because we had no openly flirtatious exchanges. There was no indication, at least outwardly, that it was okay for him to approach me in this way, let alone kiss me. Vin must have just smelled it like an animal in the wild. The way he kissed me reflected that. The way I kissed him back confirmed it. Um, yeah. And then they, she talks about how they like basically just like hang out. And he's like a pretty normal guy. And then they, she basically said that he's like a dork and was like asking her what is like cool to like uh, 
listen to stuff and then uh, this i don't know i'm just gonna read it whatever i've already said a bunch of gross shit let's see okay yeah i remember him asking me about music about who was hot at the time and which cds he should buy i was stunned by how uncool and almost sheltered he seemed to be Yet here was this beautiful man with an amazing body, blessed with an enviable eight pack and an even more enviable, sizable penis. <laughs> enviable, sizable is the Wild. quote. Wild. Enviable, okay. sizable penis. His body was perfect and the way he made love was slow and sensual and thoughtful. Between his gentle, passionate kisses, he frequently whispered, are you okay? Is everything all right? Always to be sure I got pleasure out of our lovemaking. The weight of his body on top of mine and the way his hands caress every reachable inch of me while he stroked my inner core drove me wild. His kisses were soft and just wet enough. His lips were full and warm and everywhere they went, I shook with full blown desire. Wow. Now see, Checklist. so you can Checklist. see wow. that Fred must have been pretty bad because she put Vin Diesel the fuck over. She wow. really put him over like <laughs> Matt, yeah. Matt, I, I gotta say. <laughs> I, I want to get fucked by the Vin Diesel, right? Vin Diesel, yeah, right? I mean, what an incredibly caring lover. I mean, wow. you could just the tell check-ins? by the pacifier that he was going to be good. <laughs> wow. Oh, nothing better than checking in every 30 seconds to see if you're Checking okay. in. You good? So we're good. Everything good? Family. You good? Family. You good? So you okay? You good? Family. <laughs> wow. I mean... She talks about Dr. Dre in this book. Apparently, he wasn't very good. Diddy mm. said he was super weird and accused her of having like cameras in every room and like trying to like put it in your butt or something, which she claims to definitely did not happen. Uh, talks about exhibit. He's pretty nice. Tons of jaw rule. A lot of iced tea. Who else? DMX in there? She does mention DMX. Yep. She said that actually she said that DMX like like barked and growled and bit like a dog while they had sex and then whimpered when he came. She said it was an unnatural whimper. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm trying to think of who else was in here. There were more people in here, but I... I don't know. That is crazy. Wow. I had forgotten um, about the Vin Diesel part until you brought him up. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, yeah, she really put Vin Diesel over. That does let you know that, yeah, the it seems like, yeah, really the most impressive thing to, to her about Fred was his entree ordering abilities. Because I, I, I doesn't sound like there's any mention of any, like how – uh, Vin Diesel approaches craft services or anything like that. Um, no. But, I mean, this also sounds like peak of his like physical, like he, he was at peak, like he was ripped and, you know, he was taking care of himself as, uh, at his, at his peak moment there. So, wow. I've seen, I saw a man apart in theaters. I don't even know what role she played. She was, she was her. someone's wife. Okay. Maybe Lorenz Tate. Was he in that? He is. Yeah. Yes. I think his wife. Yeah, and then and I think the bad guy is Timothy Oliphant? No mention of Timothy Oliphant in this book. Okay. So we I don't saw the, I saw the Oliphant. <laughs> no. We don't yeah. know what he ate. His body made me <laughs> implode what, inside. What did Timothy Oliphant order at Texas Roadhouse? You know, that's what I want to know. <laughs> he took the peanuts and he tossed them on the floor discarded husks just like he wish he would tear me off 
and leave me on the floor, only to be trampled <laughs> by the boot of love. Honk, 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 Thank you so much for all of this. No problem. Truly, true. Truly, did not know what to expect, and um, my life will never be the same. No, I. Uh, there's my life before recording this <laughs> with you, and now it's the rest of my life. Um, yeah, if you're looking for your life to be altered in in any more ways, uh, th- read the book. Read the amazing. book. Amazing. You'll learn a lot. Amazing. You'll learn a lot. Amazing. Uh, so, so I can only assume that. Uh, when Mitch is like woken up and is walking around during the day, you're like, all right, let me tell you some shit about everything I read last night. We were sleeping. Well, <laughs> this is actually kind of embarrassing, but whatever. I like have only kind of mentioned a lot of this to him. Cause I was like, is it weird that I'm not like, I wanted to fucking suck his face into my body. And like, <laughs> he like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know if I want to be like, I'm reading this like extremely horny book. And I'm like, I'm not a honk if you're horny. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. so, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I have been like, she really tells it all <laughs> every morning. <laughs> Like she told again, she told again, <laughs> she told again. I mean, listen, it's it, everyone runs a different wavelengths. So I always think about that scene. A, a movie I reference often on this show, Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire is out with Renee Zellweger and Cuba Gooding Jr. And Regina King, and they're all out. And Cuba Gooding Jr. is just laying it on. They're just like on each other. And Tom Cruise is like, do I? Should I? ramp it up with Renee right now and he like tries to like match her and he can't because they're not the horny levels are not the same not the but same the relationship but the relationships are not the same and it can still both exist just some people are clearly just they're just wired different and if you make direct eye contact with them and then take little baby bites of some <laughs> sliders at Jangs, they're like i will do anything for that's you. it Oh, that's that's true. Now she, I do want to say, she does say one thing in this book that I thought was very, very cool. So I do want to give her her flowers. Imagining this interaction, okay. we are joined by Usher, Usher Raymond, mm. also in this book, okay. and. They had had like a thing going before he got famous. And then this is after he got famous when she said that he was acting a little bit weird. She said, and she talks about how their relationship is very hot and cold and they'd have like, big fights so this is what she describes i remember the time his 20 year old brother james and i had been playfully flirting all night as sort of a running joke from what i could tell usher took that as a sign that i wanted james and spitefully offered me to his brother i saw you guys flirting so why don't you just give him what you're going to give to me i shouted if i wanted to fuck your brother he'd be fucked i don't need your permission (laughs) and i was like yeah your truth yeah she she does say that like she there's like an interview appended to this book and that she talks about like all the shit she got after it came out and she's like look i'm like from the islands the islands are just like full of like people who are horny and not uptight and i was like all right <laughs> not true of peninsula people <laughs> no, it's a different. We're a different breed. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, wow. I love it. I love, I love it. it. Uh, um, 
Jenny, thank you so much for coming on today. You're so welcome. Coming back. This was a true joy. Matt and I forever changed. I hope and people, I forever uh, changed my order at P.F. Chang's. Yeah. Next time, if I find myself in a P.F. Chang's, uh, which I don't believe I've been to one since, honestly, since 2005. I don't think I've been to one. I will definitely sit there and go, what if I were to order five of these and take a picture and send it to Matt and Jenny for a gag, but then I've got to eat it or take it home with me? <laughs> uh, boy, oh boy. What a journey. What a journey. Well, Jenny, thank you so much. We hope you'll come back soon. Maybe do an album, maybe do something. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know if any more extremely horny new metal stories come out of who knows where we're going to go for the rest of these books. Like we are right. in the come down, you know, for a lot of it, but you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. That does bring us to the end of an incredibly special. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that we can't Coach. do anything else besides There's nothing this. else to do. I had a whole thing written up. Crap, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, just go to a P.F. Chang's, order five entrees, yeah. and while you do your... it, make sure that you're enjoying, oh, Squarespace, uh, yeah. you know, the all-in-one website builder. I've been a Squarespace customer for over seven years. Yeah. Squarespace. There you go. <laughs> the space is square. It's square. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello to us online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Roach Coach on all those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, Matt, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Jenny, thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.